All right, guys, this is it. We spoke to our friends over at Global Poker, and they want to give our listeners a chance to play poker together as a group, but also with Kasim and I, absolutely free with a ton of prizes up for grabs. So here's the information. On November 11th at 6 p.m. Pacific time, a free roll tournament named Pajama Pants Special will kick off. The tournament is free and will be capped at 1,000 players, so try and register early. I will be playing under the name Pajama Pants Rob, and Kasim will be there under the name Pajama Pants Kasim. Anyone who manages to eliminate either me or Kasim will receive a free 218 sweep coin ticket to the main event of the Global Poker Championship Eagle Cup. Global Poker has also generously offered to add another 1,800 in sweep coin tickets for top placing players. As long as you finish in the top 100 places, you'll receive a ticket. You use your tickets for tournaments, and then your winnings can be redeemed for cash prizes. This is a special event for Pajama Pants listeners only, so we put a password on the tournament so only you guys can get in. The password is Pajama Pants 3. All lowercase, Pajama Pants, and the number 3 because there's three of us. Me, Jamie, Kasim, you get it. So to sum it up real quick, go to globalpoker.com slash pajama pants and sign up for the site. When you're ready to register for the tournament to play against me and Kasim, click switch to SC on the top right of the page. Then it says ring games, sit and goes, tournaments. You want to click tournaments and search for pajama pants. Or you could just look for the date and time, November 11th, 6 p.m. Pacific time, and register for the tournament with the password pajama pants 3. You'll be playing poker for free with me and Kasim with a ton of prizes up for grabs. It's super easy. You don't have to download anything. You just It's all done on a website. So good luck, even though, come on, I'm probably going to win. So I have a little story. Oh, God. Uh, so my friend goes out to eat with his wife and his little son. They go to a pizza place. They see that the guy who's making the pizza is not wearing a mask. And my friend doesn't really care, but his wife is like, hey, you know, like, can mm-hmm. you can you put a mask on when you make my son's Where pizza, is it? please? Where is this? In New York, yep. in New York City. So uh, the guy's like, yeah, no problem. Puts a mask on, makes a pizza, makes them their food. They eat their food. And then, like, at the end, they had a bunch of, it was like spaghetti and meat sauce. So they take the spaghetti and meat sauce. They give it to the guy. They're like, hey, can you wrap this up for us to go? No problem. Wrap it up. Next day, they give it to their son for uh, dinner. And he's eating it. And they look over. They reheated it. He's eating it. They look over. And all of a sudden, like, he's chewing on something. He's two years old, by the way. But he's, like, three foot something. He's huge. Um, he, cause My friend is huge. It's part of the story. But he's, he's eating it. And all of a sudden, they're like, what is that? And he's chewing on a rubber glove. <laughs> like, there was a full rubber glove in the food. In the spaghetti. Yeah, in the spaghetti with meat sauce. So Under, now, clearly, like, underneath it that they didn't see it. Yeah, but it was, like, red like the sauce. So you could, it kind of looked like cheese over it, so they, like, thought there was cheese. I have a picture of it. I'll, I'll show the picture. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the picture. Woof. Uh, so my friend, who, you know, it's Corona Roll, a little crazy, but he's always a little crazy. He just picks up the tin and walks out the front door. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so the place, you know, he's a couple blocks away from this establishment. And he's like, he's like, I am walking these blocks and I'm fired up. Like, I'm just, re- you know, on top of everything with Corona and New York City is mm-hmm. a mess. And this, he's like, now it's my son, you know, like anything. So it was on purpose because they were like, hey, could you put a mask on while you make the pizza? Yeah. So he's like, oh, they did this intentionally. So he goes in, he throws like the, the tin with the food and the glove on the counter. And he's like, the fuck is this? 
Like, you know, he's like, let me speak to the manager who he knows, right? Let's say the guy's name is uh, John. He's like, let me speak to John. They're like, oh, John's, John's not here. So he starts freaking out. He starts yelling. He starts saying things. And now he's like, guys start coming out of the back. You know, they have delivery guys and workers or whatever. He's like, no, oh, four, five, six. So he's yelling and things are starting to get heated. And he, he's like, where's the guy who was my waiter? Like, I want to talk to him. Looking for him. Can't find it. Finally, he looks in the kitchen and he could see the guy who was his waiter is like hiding in the kitchen. So he starts storming in to the kitchen to go after this guy. Now all the other delivery guys are like pulling him back. Other waiters are holding him back. He starts whatever. And somebody, I don't know, somebody took a swing. He starts taking swings. Full on brawl. <gasps> wow. Yeah, they're like fighting, whatever. He There's like a side exit, right? He gets he what happened also in the middle of this is he looks back at the counter and they had taken the glove, like the rubber glove away to be like, what? Like no evidence. It's you know? a reverse like, OJ, dude. They didn't plant the glove. They removed it. <laughs> yeah. I said this exact shit to him on the phone. Uh, so he he sneaks out the or he, he goes out the side door. There's like might be he might have knocked someone out. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know what I should say on here what I shouldn't. But, you know, there's full on fight goes outside. Now there's outdoor dining. He starts taking the chairs and like throwing them at these guys. They're full on fighting, yelling, screaming. Finally, uh, he's he sees that it's getting a little hectic and people are like, we're going to call the cops or whatever. So he's like, all right, I'm going to get out of there. He goes to walk by the front of the store and just in one last like crazy thing, he picked up a chair from the outdoor dining and threw it at the store and he's like, the whole front just shattered like of the entire store. Nice. So now he's like, well, I know the first thing I got to do, which is I, I got to just walk. Right? I can't run away. No. He's like, I can't start running because then everybody's like, that's the way he, you know, he, he's that way. So he just starts walking. He walks uh, past like two bars, people outdoor dining. They're kind of like, you know, something went on. It's kind of crazy. But what's really going on? He says he turns a corner, sprints, like full on run, goes home. But also he's like, he doesn't really feel like he's totally in the wrong. He's just like, it was crazy and whatever. So he gets back to his place, and uh, his wife's like, you know, what happened? And oh, they gave he's me like, my they, money back. They, yep, exactly. He's like, oh, no, they apologized, and, uh, you know, they said it'll, it'll never happen again, whatever. Wow. So the next day, she has to walk by the restaurant to take her kid <laughs> to take her kid to school, and she just sees the restaurant is demolished, yeah. <laughs> like, outside. Oh, man, I don't know what happened. Yeah, you know, there's so a lot what of she did, gang. she call him. And she was like, like, What is it? He's like, Oh, something must, uh, like, you yeah. know, it's you know, so I hope she doesn't listen climate. to this podcast. Uh, well, we've never been more divided as a nation, you know, and so it's probably one of those protester guys. Look, yeah, wow, I that turns me it on. It was very wrong for him to for the glove to be in there, like, that's f especially you know, it's for a kid, like, anyone that's fucked up. Come on, wear a mask, like, you have to be. You have to be mindful of of people's fear right now, especially while making food. Yes. Yeah. But, but I don't agree. I don't agree with shattering the storefront. The second he walks out with that skeddy in his hand out of his house, it's not going. It's not going to end well. But the shattering of a storefront, like I think of the old man that probably owns that place, and like that's so hard. Yeah. He's so happy to be open again. But there, there also was like I, you know, it's a long story, and he only told it to me once, but. There was when he walked in, like they were giving him shit about it, you know, like, yeah. like, oh, what do you what do you mean? Like, ah, you don't know what you're talking like, you're crazy. Like, that's not mm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they're like, what? Like, you weren't in here today. And he's like, yesterday. And, and there was just there. It wasn't like, oh, my God, we're so sorry. 
Right. What happened to you and your son? And he just so like they didn't help him calm down in any way. Yeah. No. Well, what's he was, the move? A Yelp review? Like, what are you supposed to do? You got to go in there and confront it. Yeah. You have. Listen. I, I, I. He's like, do you think I was wrong? I was like, no. Like, I, I, I don't. I don't think. You know. Like, maybe the the last. The but last part but it's also like wrong. you're also one dude. Once six dudes start going right. on you, if you decide, hey, I want to turn this into like a fight, then yeah. As a guy who has anger issues, or I used to, they used to be much worse. I know that when he's walking out of his house with that skeddy, there's a part of him that knows this could get out of control and I'm walking into a situation that I'm going to regret later. But like there's it's really hard to stop yourself because you feel like you need justice mm -hmm. and that sense of justice is what's fueling you to continue to go. If I don't get justice, I'm getting justice. If I don't get it, if I walk into that store and they don't apologize, I'm not getting my justice. I'm gonna go to the back in the kitchen. I'm gonna get justice from the, my waiter. Oh, my waiter's swinging at me. That's not justice. I'm gonna walk out into the outdoor dining. I'm gonna pick up some chairs. That's gonna be my justice. And then still, once he hits that window, maybe he feels like, uh, yeah, I got justice by completely destroying the place, but it is, a slippery slope with that stuff and it is not something that is healthy mm -mm. and i'm sure he the the people that work there could have like oh yeah dude yeah sorry like that was probably just lie to the guy and just say it was an accident own up to it but they were everyone's so prideful you know no one wants to apologize yeah, yeah, for yeah. anything and if you've got an anger problem that's the last thing you want to do to somebody with an anger problem is just like kind of placate them you know mm. and patronize them and so I feel for the dude. I feel for a dude as somebody who used to be this walk out with the spaghetti in my hand guy. Really? Yeah. Have you ever been in a brawl? I've gotten beaten up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've but but to my um I've always been up. the guy who runs my mouth. Like and I've always skated on the line of like I've always managed to get I've gotten out of way more, you know, by just talking and like all right, yeah, like my way of fighting was like, I'm gonna insult you to the point where I embarrass you. Couple of those I've been beat up for. But most of the time, and I deserved it, but most of the time my anger got ahead of me and then like there's a point where like I would just start shaking and I have I lose complete control. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything goes red, everything out of my mouth is out of ten. You know, it's there's a point where it stopped being like Oh, I'm being sarcastic and kind of like an asshole, but like I'm in control. And then when I cross over into the red, I my body shakes and like my voice sometimes cracks when I'm. I mean, it's just like complete. It's a fucking mess. And if you want to date Casim, that's askpajamapants at gmail.com. Thank you. Finally, when I've been you waiting get, for one. When you're getting beaten up, is there at a certain point you go like numb and you just stop feeling everything? Uh, or do you feel every hit? Well. I don't know why I'm asking. I this. I go numb. You do? Yeah, but it's you've the, gotten beaten up. I think you're adrenaline. Jamie, are you kidding me? No, your adrenaline's keeping yeah. keeping you from the heart. pain in that moment. But right. like you you hurt like an hour, two hours after, right. way worse. Right. But like I remember this big thick dude in high school. Uh, his name was Tony, and I just kept egging him on because everyone fucking hated this dude, and he was suck. He was so annoying, and he was giving me shit about how um. I didn't want to buy a bowling ball. This is the stupidest. We bowled. We like to go bowling, and with Tony. With and Tony was just he. He came along because he was part of the group, 
But Tony wanted me to buy a bowling ball. And I was like, no, I'm just going to use the house balls. And he got so mad that I wouldn't buy a bowling ball. And then I kept coming up and, and weeks and weeks and just like, yeah, you wouldn't buy one. You're a pussy. And you don't and like, I don't know why this particular issue was so offensive to him. But one day I brought it up and I said something and it was like, all our friends were like, ooh. I said, I'm like, yeah, you're the guy. You know, I said, I forget what it was, but it was, an, it was a dig and it insulted him and he was embarrassed. And then he just came at me. And this is a dude that outweighed me by like double. Yeah. And he was thick and he just was wailing on me. And I curled up into a ball on my friend's bed and, and I just felt like, I just felt thuds on the oh. back of my head. But like, I was kind of laughing during it. Cause you do weird, you you react weirdly when things like that are happening. Yeah. You know, and I, I was like laughing cause it was like, oh, I can't believe this is fucking happening. Like, oh my God, can you believe I'm getting beat up right now? You know, it's like one of those <laughs> things. And then my friends are trying to hold him back and he just like throws them off and just comes back for some more. And then, and then uh, he eventually stopped. He's like, you done? Are you done? You know? And then like, I was like, uh, no. Like one of those, you know, I kept going and egging him on because my pride, again, my pride was getting in the way. And then I finally like, all right, dude, God damn it, dude, fine. And then one of the, then he finally left. And uh, then you have the job of like, with your friends, like, what do you do after that? You, you know? You kind of want to cry, but you're not going to. So you're just like, kind of like, yeah. And we were playing Tony Hawk. So like, yeah, go ahead. I think it's your turn, you know? And then it just, oh. and then my head started to just pound. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get some ice, you know? And then I was like, I think I got to go. You know, I went home and I just like nursed my wounds. And and that's just one of, that's just one of many times. See, I've, I, oh, this I've, kills me. There might oh. be something about, uh, like the you know they call them like the fighting Irish and thing like I think yeah. that Irish people when they get into fights a, a lot of them anyway like don't feel the pain like I can tell you yeah. I, I've been in you know not a ton of one on one fights but I've been in a lot of like sh every shit's going down like you know everything's going down everyone's fighting this and then there was one time where I was dancing with a girl at a club and the next thing I know I woke up on the floor and everybody was like around like they thought I was like dead or some shit and everybody yeah. was like around me and this and I had no idea like what happened and all of my friends had rushed from the front because they were in the front I was in the back dancing with a girl and they rushed because they heard what happened and somebody like told my friends like yo Rob in the back and they came running this way the other guys were this way they're like beefing in the middle and I wake up I'm like I have no idea what's going on like I don't know this whole thing all this whole beef is about me like whatever uh so I'm underage at the time uh, the owner's like, yo, you go, we got to go downstairs. You know who it was. He, he's like, come on, we got to go downstairs. Takes me downstairs, and I'm drinking downstairs. I don't feel a fucking thing. And they're like, dude, you got knocked the fuck out. Like, I'm bleeding. My face is bleeding. I didn't feel a thing. But I've been in fights, uh, like one-on-one -on -one fights, where afterwards your hand is like, I f you feel like your hand's broken. Mm. You know, like that's real pain. So but what happened? Somebody came and punched you? I was dancing with like some His girl girlfriend or something. Yeah, like somebody's girl, some girl that like was a girl or some girl he wanted or whatever. And I never even like got the. I just kept getting drunk and didn't really care about whatever, you know. And uh, but yeah, in in one on one fights, I've had where afterwards you're like, well, like you, you took however many punches you don't even know, but you're like, man, my hand is f killing me. Like yeah. I think my hand is broken, you know. <sighs> but as far as like getting. Like I've been punched, kicked, all that, and I never really afterwards was like, but I've never been like UFC 
beat up where like my face was mauled. But yeah. I just every time I've ever been beat up, like I've never been like, ow, my head or my face or my my yeah. my ribs or any of that. Yeah. I, I it would it's always been I've I've been beat. I've never like really engaged in a fight fit like where we stand, you know, we square up and like, all right, let, go. you know, it's always been I say something, I go too far, and then I get hit. You know, that's right. always kind of how it's been. There was one time I made, um, I had a friend, his his name's Mike. He's big, black, one of the biggest dudes I knew. Built like a, built like Terrell Owens, you know, just like a tall, uh, thick. He, he, he trained in UFC, um, or he wanted to be a UFC fighter, and he trained in MMA. And... We had we lived together and we would throw house parties all the time and it was like me and like a bunch of guys we all worked in retail together so we had like the popular house right I lived with all these cool guys and we would throw these ragers and uh, we would pass out flyers to these ragers and one of our roommates he would charge a cover for people to come in and there was a line for people to come in and he would make two three thousand dollars wow. and and then we'd be like hey do we get any of that he's like no it's, oh, we gotta clean the carpets we gotta cover that for the <laughs> carpets and the alcohol you know so we never saw a dime it was so funny and he would get his friends with real nice cars to park in the driveway you know they're like like it was a club or something yeah. so well, uh, thought, well thought out i during one of these parties I see somebody from high school that I was an enemy of. <laughs> the last time I saw this guy, uh, it was three or four years ago, and we got in one of those verbal sparring matches, and I spit in the dude's face. Oh, nice. You know, what a not move. the only time I've ever done that. I don't like. I don't want to be called a spitter, but I did it uh, in this case. I don't know why. I just did it, and this kid was taller than me, but very skinny. We're both very skinny people, but he was taller, and we're both pussies, so nothing ever came of it, you know, in high school. This guy shows up years later at one of these house parties. He's put on another 60, 70 oh. pounds of pure muscle. He, uh, he had to- 70 a, pounds of muscle. <laughs> dude, he was huge. He looked like my friend Mike, the big guy. Right. And somebody, imagine somebody like me, but like who looks, now looks like a bodybuilder. It was clear that he was on like, you know, some sort of, I mean, maybe it was all natural, Assistance. but he looked, yes. And he spots me in this party and he comes up to me Oh. and he grabs my nuts oh. and he says, I see you're still a pussy while he's holding my, my sack and probably a little dick in there. And yeah, Lil Dick. And uh, I go, uh, oh, oh. And I said his name. I'm like, oh, oh, whoa. I'm like, uh, yeah, like, you know, this is my party, right? He's like, I don't fucking care. And I was one of these guys. I was like, okay. And I was like, all right. And then I turned around and I find Mike, you know, because I, this is part of the reason why it's great being friends with Mike. And I go, Mike, this guy just bumped into me and grabbed my nuts and called me a pussy. Um, he's like who? Because he was all—he was waiting. all about dude. He, he loved—he loved a—he loved, he loved a fight, but he also loved like protecting a friend. And he was like who? I'm like oh that guy over there. He's like go bump into him. I was like just bump into him. He's like yeah go bump into him. I'm like all right. So I walk, I walk over and I go, hey, <laughs> <laughs> go hey, 
you got a problem? And, oh. then, and then as soon as turns around and, and goes like, he's about to like, Mike comes out and just pushes him across this party. He flies 10 feet. Mike grabs him off the ground, literally picks him up and throws him out into the backyard. And then from there, uh, they get Mike just starts beating the shit out of him. And then he gets up and just runs for his life out of the backyard, through the side gate, out the front, and down the street, just running for his life. And and I was like, yeah, that's what you do when you disrespect me. That's what happens. And it was one of those moments where I was like, ah, oh, man, I wish I could just be the guy to beat people up. But I was like, so grateful to have Mike there. But it was one of those times where I could have really been beaten up again and through the you know, the goodwill of a friend who had also big anger issues. Yeah. We came out on top. Made you know, a few grand that night that I never saw <laughs> any of. I, I see the instinct or the, like, male urge in my kids to fight. Like, the, you, just to solve things physically. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, somebody takes something and they're just like, no thought. Like, Jack will just literally clock Bo anywhere that he can come in contact with. By the way, he'll clock Cutter. He doesn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Like, see, Bo will just, like, walk by Jack and just shove him for no reason. And yeah. I don't get it. Once every Sunday, it's guaranteed oh, something's going to happen. Once? Yeah. <laughs> well, when we're there, if, you know? Well, if, if Bo comes out of his, like, video game hole, yeah. then yes. See, I, I remember... Like, uh, there had been things like fights and things, but I remember my first, like, planned fight. I was, mm. like, 13 or 14. Oh, it was full on. So I got a story after this. My friends, okay. <laughs> my friends, like, um, yo, let's go. Like, I I'm seeing this girl, I think, who's, who's over at the school. And it was, like, two blocks from our school. And I'm like, all right. And we were fucking punks, you know? Like, we we're, like, 13 or 14. We we're, like, smoking weed and whatever. And we walk over. So I think we had, it might have been like we had a half day and then like we were going to go to their school when they got let out. So we went into the park in between. We're like, might have a few beers. We're smoking weed. And then we walked to their school to see the girl. He might have even just been seeing a friend. And we roll up to the school and now they're letting out. And we were like, you know, Wagner before I went there was like a tougher school. By the time I went there, it wasn't too bad, but it was still like a New York City public school and there were fights and, you know. A few crazy dudes for sure. But like there were, you know, f 10 of us or something outside of their school and the whole school comes out. And I just remember like somebody said something. And I'm, I'm like every I'm like every fucking kid in this school is a pussy. Like, you know, like just <laughs> we're just talking shit and, and, you know, being whatever. And that that night I got an instant message on AOL. Nice. And it was like, you said every kid in my school is a pussy. And I'm like, yup. And he's like and he's like, all right, well, let's fight. I was like, okay, uh, tomorrow, uh, you know, three o'clock, like the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, we'll meet on, we were meeting on 78th Street and 2nd Avenue. And you, this is a blind fight. Like, you didn't know who this I person was? I think my was. friend knew who he was. And my friend's like, oh, it's this kid. And I, maybe I saw him before, but I didn't know him. Yeah. Like, so we're like, okay, yeah. So now. How old are you? 13? 13 or 14, maybe 14. A grown man. So now I'm calling up my boys and I'm like, yo, Pretty this, yeah. so he says he's coming with his whole school. He's like, oh, we're a bunch of pussies. You'll see when I get there a whole, I'm coming with my school and we're going to fuck. I'm like, yo, let's go. So I tell, <laughs> I start telling kids in Wagner, um, 
yo, like th- th- there's gonna be fucking beef tomorrow. <laughs> like, I, and I, when I get to school that day, I'm like, yo, there's gonna be fucking beef, blah, blah. This kid I know calls kids from fucking Brooklyn. Like, uh, people are coming through, yeah. So, uh, calling the cavalry. Yeah, so now it's three o'clock. And I have, like, I wasn't, I knew, like, the crazier kids, but I also had friends who were, like, you know, just, not nerds, but, like, just chill, like, wouldn't really be in fight. Yo, they were ready to go, dude, you're gonna fucking kill them, bro. Like, yeah. you know, like, yelling. Well, at this point, your school's reputation's on yeah, the line. Yeah, and now yeah. there's, like, 30 kids from I don't know where who were older kids who came to, like, be part of this. Now yep. there's, like, 120 kids from my <gasps> school are outside. We're on 78th and 2nd. And you're at the front? I, I, we're just like you know they're literally it's like people are, are you bu- like at the front behind though? my back oh like my yeah we got God. this so now one of the kids who came to like be our backup or whatever starts fighting with another kid from my school they have a full on fight like fist fight uh, they're a on- civil war <laughs> yeah oh they're no in the street uh, fighting like hitting it crazy now all of a sudden uh, some kids like oh it's him right let's say his name is I don't want to say his name let's say he's like oh it's Scotty so we fucking turn around. Like, I'm ready for a whole school coming. He's with, like, six kids. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. So I feel so fucking, like, I'm like, what is, what is it? Like, this isn't even a thing now. So now they're like, just one-on-one, just one-on-one. Like, blah, blah, blah. So he comes up. I know exactly where we were. We're on the corner of 78th Street and 2nd Avenue. And he fucking, like, comes up and he kind of hits me on the arm and that was it. It was just like, bing, 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 bing. Like, like full-on fight. Uh... And I, I just remember like seeing this one girl who I was friends with who was so calm and chill. She's like, fucking kill her. Like, <laughs> screaming, yelling, and I'm just, we're fighting. And yeah. it was maybe like 45 seconds, you know, oh, of, that's a long of, time. of fighting. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, there's such a circle around us of kids from our school. And now that fight is like just finishing up. We're fighting. And some dude, you know, like the Lance Armstrong bike uniform with like yeah. the pointed helmet and oh, the spandex. Past a bunch of them right now. That dude, that dude rolls up and he's like, Are you guys fucking crazy? Like, and he's like separating <laughs> yeah. uh, the two of us. He's holding us back. So now uh, other adults get involved. Some like old lady gets involved and people are holding back. Now I went from like, Man, I'm ready to fight. Then I saw all these emotions. And now I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like, you're just, you're just ready. Cause I, I was winning for sure. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, you want to fucking go? And the kid was like, now all the, the bigger kids from my school are like screaming at him, yelling. The six kids from his school are not right. excited at all. And uh, this kid, I don't want to say his name either, but he comes up to me. He goes, bring him to the schoolyard and we'll kill him. Like, that's what he said to me. And I'm fucking, my adrenaline's going and my fucking, you know, my friends who like, I had friends who were also like on the honor roll. And like those kids yeah. were like, let's get the fuck out of here. Right. Like, you know, we could go to this kid's house. Yeah. Uh, who lives a block away and whatever. And I remember like going to, it was actually 77th and second. He was on 78th and second. And uh, yeah, I remember that was, and it was like. Bring him to the school. We'll chop him up. We'll eat him. Yeah. And it was like the victory, you know, like the, 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 like back at the apartment. It was like, yeah, you fucking. Uh. And then the next day somebody was like, yo, he said like, you didn't win the fight, and he won- and instantly I went to like fake news, AO- dude. AOL instant messenger. I'm like, I'm like, dude, dude, I'm like, I'm like, you want to fucking go? Like, you want to fight again? This and the kid was like, no, like just like straight up not. Oh, I remember being like, man. yeah, I'm such nice. a tough 13 year old, you know? It's like, ugh, damn, dude, that's yeah. And then I saw one. We should get did all your fights. Rep, did your rep crazy. go yeah. up in the school? You know, did people look at you differently? Did that girl go like, "Hey, like that's Rob"? Like, nah, Bobby. like I was, you know, I was still like, whatever. You know, I think it was like it was probably like right before Sopranos came out. You know, too. Uh, yeah, it was like, I, I was like thirteen. That. Yeah. Oh man, um, that's a kid that almost killed that guy. Oh, we got a guess, Jamie Lee. Oh! 
Well, we get situated. Um, I think a thing that nobody should be fighting about is wearing a mask. Mm -mm. And it is proven that it will protect you and others. And we know where you can find affordable, reusable masks that you won't hate putting on. They are comfortable and stylish, breathable, affordable, upcycled t-shirt material. You can wash them. They are eco-friendly. They are the best, only ones we wear, handmade in the US of A, in Los Angeles. So now, when you go check out their website at braddockusa.com, you will see they already have great prices, but for a limited time, they are offering an additional 20% off with promo code PJPANTS. Again, that's 20% off your entire order. Look at this for fall. Come on, you want to rock this at Thanksgiving. That's 20% off your entire order with promo code PJPANTS at B-R-A-D-D-O-C-K-U-S-A.com, BraddockUSA.com with promo code PJ Pants. Braddock with those double D's. Yes. But listen, if you guys are ever going to be in a guest and you're traveling on a podcast or something, you need a good VPN. Oh, <laughs> not just any VPN. Express VPN. Express VPN. You guys, we do our research here at Pajama Pants, and we can say with full confidence that Express VPN is the best VPN on the market. And here's why. First yeah. off, you Sorry, I, I just want to jump in. Yeah, here's why. Well, I have a problem when I'm like surfing uh, in incognito mode on my computer. Um, that's still, the, the web browser still uh, tracks my information. And mm -hmm. there's stuff I'm looking at that I don't need tracked. That's and, right. And uh, ExpressVPN does not sell your third party, your information to third parties. That's yes, a, they a developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes it impossible for any servers to log any of your info. And secondly, ExpressVPN is fast. Yeah. It's so fast. You have zero lag. You can stream HD quality videos. You guys, protect yourself with the VPN that we use and trust. So go to expressvpn.com slash pajama today to get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash pajama. One more time. That's expressvpn.com slash pajama to learn more. Support the people who support the show. Uh, Rock, is. is that how, how let's, am I better? Yes. <laughs> you're, 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 All right. You're I'm sound... like sitting in my, uh, in my server room. So now Perfect. if I don't have good Wi-Fi here, I'm, I'm screwed. Yeah. So what, what I was saying is you're my, one of my best friends, one of my favorite people on earth. Uh, some of the best memories in my life are with you for mm. sure. Like hands down. And, uh, but professionally, I don't really know how to introduce you. Well, I cast asked me who you are. I said, I know you're. A publicist to the stars. You're a publicist for A-Rod and um, uh, Jay-Z, but I don't know. We don't really talk about work, so I don't know what else, <laughs> who else. Well, I, so as I was trying to say before the shoddy internet kicked in, yeah, I mean, with you and Jamie, we never really talked business, which was which has always been, to me, that's like the greatest part, right? Because it, it was never about business with us. It was about about life and experiences, and and that's what, you know, really defines our friendship, both of ours. So. Kasim, you'll just have to come up, come with us on one of these adventures that we do yes. after this COVID situation. I get very jealous when Rob talks about his best friends, but so far, everyone I've met has been A plus. So uh, <laughs> I look, I would love, love to come on an adventure with you. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like B plus, but I, I try and bring up the game a little. Modesty, but, um, I'm a big fan. So, of it. Yep. Yeah. So we, we, so the, our my company's Burke Communications. I started like 22 years ago. We represent you know, different people from A-Rod to Jay-Z to Rock Nation to we represent the country of Israel for tourism to lots of hotels, uh, Puma, Body Armor, 
um, Cheesecake Factory, Ugh, uh, the best. Uh, you know, some big brands like that. So some fun stuff. I didn't know you do the Cheesecake Factory. Me either. That's the biggest name cheese- you've said. I've never seen Cheesecake Factory? No. And oh, I love it. And it's actually sometimes like reason possible for divorce for me because Cutter says it gives him heartburn. And that doesn't make sense how an entire restaurant can give you heartburn. <laughs> like he literally says everything. And to me, there's like nothing better than the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, we're going to have to send you some. Uh, we'll have to send you some stuff. That's yes, easy. That's like the easy stuff. Great. The Buffalo Buffalo Bites from there are some of the best thing in the world. This oh, is all the cherry free. cheesecake. Look at this. The cherry cheesecake. You need uh, to send one over for a Sunday. The Caesar you know salad is great. Perfect. I so I took notes. I took 15 notes for you to come on this podcast and I just realized we have had so many crazy times that I didn't put our Atlantic City trips even in the list. So yeah, me and Ron, me and Ron would go to a bar to watch uh like a Yankee game. And we'd start, you know, if the Yankee game was on at seven, we'd meet at like three to start drinking. By seven, now eight, nine, we're watching the game, and he would be like, "Hey, if the Yankees win, because uh, did you rep Borgata?" No, we just like to go there and right. gamble a lot. So he's like, "I could get," he's like, "I could get a limo to come pick us up." He's like, "If the Yankees win, we'll get in the limo," and, and I'm like, "Yay!" Like we're all drunk, not even thinking about it, no clothes, no nothing. And then the Yankees would win, and we would just get in the limo, no plan. We'd arrive at Atlantic City at like one in the morning on like a you know Monday or a Wednesday or whatever, and be drinking. And it was like such a great idea. And then all of a sudden it's four a.m. and we're like, dude, we're in Atlantic City. Yeah. Like you know, we're like oh. three hours away. We have no clothes, no, no nothing. It just not but amazing. It was, yeah, it was it was not um it was not ideal. When you look back on it, it's like. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually amazing we survived. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And then but do you remember the I, I called when I, I, the, I got the I real difference you? was that you, Rob, the real difference was that, you know, we would be there for like eight or 10 hours. I would go to sleep. I would then have to come back down and get you to leave. And you just didn't sleep. You just were that to me was always the thing. With, and you were so super sharp. It was like you're ready to roll like. Even like on a regular Saturday night, it'd be like, hey, let's meet a brother Jimmy's for some football the next day. You'd walk in in your, in your same clothes. And maybe it was because you were at you went to someone's house. But most likely it was because you were just out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just hadn't. Yeah, stopped. Was- there was one time we were at Borgata where I had to tell you, uh, hey, you have to come down and tell them not to kick me out. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. yeah. He came down. He's like, I know I the owner. Saying, like, let him times. back in. <sighs> That was one of those times. I was sleeping. It was like six a.m. We got there at like two. I played like two hours of cards, and I was ready to. I was re- I was done, and Rob was ready to roll. And he literally knocked on my door. He's like, oh, "They're gonna throw me out. You gotta call yeah. somebody." I'm like, "Oh fuck! All right, let's call somebody." <laughs> Unreal, man. But that, I mean, oh, that's also happened in. Um, that also happened in St. Martin. I think we we there was a time in St. Martin, James. I don't think you were on this trip with us in this one. We're we're on a trip in St. Martin. I think like Joey and Lance and all those yeah. guys were there and, and, and Rob and I, Rob is playing, po- you know, Rob plays poker as everybody knows. And Rob was playing poker and I play blackjack and, and I play blackjack the way he plays poker. Like I'm all in, um, similar to the way Jamie used to play. I don't know if you still play like that, it's but the way you did play, I don't, I don't you were, know how I play anymore. Into. She I plays gonna, Roblox like that. Gonna, now. <laughs> you know yeah, it. Exactly. So, 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 we were in the casino in St. Martin and I, and I was up like 50,000 and John Vilma oh uh, at the time was playing for the Jets was up like 50,000 and DJ Williams was there with us who played for the Broncos and he was up like 25,000. 
And I don't know. I kept like winning the money, giving it to Rob. I'm like, yo, go cash this in for me because I'm I don't want to lose it. And Rob would go to the window and he'd cash it. So he's got like twenty in his pocket, and I give him like twenty more, and he goes to the window. They're like, we don't have any more money. Do you remember that, Rob? Uh, of course. I'm like, what? Do you, this is like the biggest casino on the island. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean they don't have any more money? Now, now we got two linebackers, NFL linebackers that are ready to tear down the place. Uh-oh. We got Rob who's going bananas, and we got me. It's a bad situation. And it ended up they literally did not have the money. They had to wire us the money, all of us, our money, like the next day. Because what, what happened was one of the guys owed Ron $5,000, and he's like, oh, I don't have the $5,000 on me, but I have $5,000 in casino chips. And Ron took the $5,000 chip, took it to the casino, and turned it into like $50,000. We and by the way, the whole reason he would get flown out there is because he was a publicist to a nightclub, and the nightclub was on top of the casino. So we would go there to party. There would be 30 of us, like beautiful girls, unlimited drinks, and me and him 20 minutes in would be like, yo, you ready to go? And we would sneak down. <laughs> into the casino and it was like you know 15 people from the island all like 60 years old smoking the the casino was just like is this grow- the one you took me to when we went it yes. was right near the sushi yes. place yes okay. they just don't have the infrastructure for some high rollers it sounds like no and what what Wait, about let me tell you they 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 what the funny thing is that and this was a long this is probably like 10 12 years ago in St. Martin but St. Bart was still like you know, crazy big and as it is today. And all the high rollers would go to St. Bart's, not to St. Martin, but they would take their boats over to St. Martin and go to the casinos or to Big Strip Club Island. Um and evidently also a big Sopranos Island because everything's named after the Sopranos. It's so um, weird. It's so there like weird. A, there's a there's a bada bing and yeah. a Sopranos restaurant and it's really? and a Sopranos piano bar where literally no one's saying tiny dancer like Rob. That's the truth. <gasps> yeah. I'm sad. There's a video. Piano, uh, literally laying on a piano. Yeah, there was. Listen, uh, that's what you miss. Listen, you do you have video footage of that? Yeah, I feel like we should I, oh, we should make a trip. I, you know what? I do have. We I do. might have some footage. That I'm gonna send it to you. And I just want to tell our listeners out there, like, who are probably like, "Oh, these fucking rich people." This we didn't have the money to be going to St. Bart's, and that we would be in St. Yes. Bart's in our fucking hoodies and being loud, and the rich people would be looking at us like, like, who let the trash in? Like, you yeah. know, we would just be all we would be drunk by like noon, having a having a. Do you remember the time where we went to leave the casino and you had won money and the guy said you had to give him a fee? <laughs> really? Yes. You know what? Cavallari was with us and she started to cry. And you remember what I did? I went nuts. She was nuts. so afraid. <laughs> she was so afraid. The guy wanted like a dollar. And we were, and we, you know, we had some security. We were good. But that, that was <laughs> another guy. But then there was a time where a guy really was trying to get money off of you and I went crazy. Yes. No, I do. Yeah. I'm telling you, we, we probably went to St. Martin 10, 10 times in three years, in maybe in two years. Well, it's so easy and it from was, New York. And it was all free. It, it was it was work for me, but it was all free for everyone. And our, our job was literally at the time it shifted. It was it started with the nightclub. But then the um, tourism bureau hired us because they wanted us to bring influencers down this is like mm. when there were no influencers yeah, right i mean there was no like Instagram. the beginning of influencers so it was like okay i'm like all oh, my friends would love to come down let's go and we would just we would just fly down there and for anyone that knows about rob he's not like the best flyer no. you know We've talked about yeah he doesn't, he doesn't like flying he doesn't really like to get he on the used plane to, hence, you know i i so, do appreciate that i was part of his like ocd, OCD that he had to text me before a flight took off it didn't matter if I answered, but he had to somehow get in touch with me before. This is it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, this is no, 50-50. I would, I would sometimes like wake up in LA and see a text from Rob that was like, hi, Jamie Lee, getting on a plane, love you. No, I, you, I, I'll tell you, I remember, I, Rob, I remember a conversation you and I had once and, and the few times that we ever did talk business and this wasn't like a business thing, you and I, it was just more like you asking me advice was, I, I don't remember the show. Was it, um, it was something in Hawaii. Yeah, I, I don't want to say what show it is, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but you got you got you got an offer, and you're like, "Ah, oh, sounds really cool. Like, I think I want to do it." And then you're like, "But the flight's like 12 hours," and I'm like, "Yeah, so it's Hawaii, man. You go, you know, you'll be in Hawaii for like a month." And you're like, "Ah, it's the flight, the anxiety." And now I've flown with you at this point like a thousand times, and like the more I started to think about it, I'm like. Yeah, that's going to be a miserable flight. That 12 hour flight will be like 90 hours in your mind. <laughs> I'm like, you just can't, you can't do it. I agree. Yeah. It was like so one of those. What happened? That's how, you know, that's how, like, how much anxiety you had flying. I remember, and then that's why you would go somewhere and you just like, we would, you know how many times we left him in St. Martin? Yeah. Well, in, uh, in, in Puerto Rico, too. You'd leave me in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorites was I, I was in Miami for New Year's, which I did pretty much like a four or five years in a row. And it was like December 30th and it was like one o'clock in the afternoon. And Rob, I think, was still partying from the 29th. <laughs> I was and at Applebee's in Times Square because like, it was the only place open. OK, so that's where he is. And we're texting and I'm like, I wish you were in Miami. Come 7 p.m. So that was like a one <laughs> at 7 p.m. He calls me. He's landed in Miami. He put just like clean socks and underwear in a bag and flew to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> And I remember oh, my my friend picked me up at the airport and I needed to drink so bad because I was just like hurting from the whole thing that we stopped at a strip club between Miami That's and Fort right. Lauderdale. That's right. And I, st and I took like 15 shots, got in the car and then went to meet Jamie at uh, wherever it was. I would die. Then, I would literally die. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, I was grinding. I was like, you know, just cigarette. I was like attached to there was always it was like I had 11 fingers. It's like, that I just picture had a I showed you. That I pulled oh, up yeah, last. Yeah. That that's from that trip. Yeah. Listen, it was a cigarette and a bottle of Patron in the straw. You were good. Always. Yeah. You were good. Constantly. Wow. Now, 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 when I think about it, now I'm just I I just need to rewrite my bio. Now I'm just like a travel agent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I <think> this sucks. <laughs> there was there was one time where I went to, uh, on a trip. I wish you were here, dude. You'd fit in perfectly in this room. By the way, you already do over Zoom, but here it would be so good. I wish uh, I was there. Oh, you miss your this, butt. I do miss Ron. Uh, there was one time where we were going on a flight and I was feeling like shit. I don't know if I was hungover or whatever. And I took like maybe three milligrams of Xanax before the flight, which I definitely shouldn't have. And I'm just like, I'm outside the- Is that a lot? Well, for, yeah, for me, I mean, for like a guy who's taken like, for most people, if you take three milligrams of Xanax, you're falling, it's like a bar and a half. I took a quarter of a bar and it fell asleep in a bar right so wait so so think about this one. yeah yeah so, so now, now i get it okay i walk uh up to and, and we would never check bags it was only carry-ons allowed like, yes. it was like, only carry-ons only yeah. carry-ons so i go we would show up at the gate to the flight and there would be 20 of our friends there because we'd all get on the same flight and everything so i roll up to the the gate and ron's like what he's like what do you check bags he's like we never check bags i'm like no he's like you didn't bring any luggage? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, where's my luggage? So now I have no idea where my luggage is. I turn around, I start like retracing my steps. I I'm walking over there. I go to like the place where I got like a, you know, 
water or whatever. <laughs> then I look and I go to the where like the conveyor belt for the security is, and the guy looks at me. He's like, "Oh, it's definitely him." Like, cause you can tell I'm just like all out of it. And he's like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "You're from Sopranos yet?" Now I know our flight's leaving like five minutes. He's like, "Yo!" He starts calling people over. You know, he's like, "Yo, come here, come here, yo!" We're taking pictures, everything. I'm like, "Yo, do you have my bags?" He's like, "Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. Like, we got your bags. Like, they're they're over there. I guess like they have to do something when bags get left there. Like, yeah. they have to check them or whatever." And these guys are talking to me forever. I'm so zannied out. And I'm like, dude, my flight's leaving. Like, I'm trying to tell this guy. It was just, it, and then I come back with my bags and there's 20 people. We're like, dude, we're, we're just starting the trip. You know what's funny too is like people think like the best party you've ever been to in your whole life. They think like, oh, it's celebrities and this and like tuxedos probably in this. The best party maybe I ever went to in my life was we went down to Puerto Rico. There was no celebrities at the party, including myself. And we were all, there were like 40 of us by the pool and they brought out like garbage cans just full of ice and beer and bottles and everything. And we partied from like the time the pool opened until when the sun went down. You remember Reach was DJing, Ron? Yeah. yeah. And our, our friend is DJing and he puts on like a Biggie Smalls song uh, at the end. He just like belly flops into the pool and everybody's like splashing and drinking. The, it was the, probably the most fun I've ever had. And the next day I'm checking out and our alcohol was completely free. Like everything was was comped. We had all the bottles and everything. And I get my bill and there's a bill for 104 beers. And I was like, <laughs> what? So I'm like, how could this be right? And they're like, well, you in the pool, there was like a swim up bar. And just from the swim up bar. I had 104 beers, but you? I, I was giving them like no. to people and stuff. But but I was drinking from Ron's free alcohol too. And then only when I was in the pool, I would go to the bar and they, they would give you six beers in a bucket. So I would probably have half of them every time and like give the other half oh. away. And I was, we were just, we would drink like a beer in one sip in the pool. And it was like, you know, 80 yeah. degrees and Porter. And that to me, I still think in my head, it's like, that's one of the best parties I've, I've ever been to. Now think about it. Today, Cassim would go and he'd have like a green juice. He'd sleep late. He'd yeah, have like a good. you know, he'd be super clean. Yeah. And we'd be the we'd be the hungover drunk idiots. There would be like the <laughs> calm music playing at the resort. I'd be like, isn't that kind of loud, guys? Like, can't they can't they turn that down? Excuse me, is there is there a quiet pool here? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? I was thinking about this last night when we stopped the bus. So we would have a bus in St. Martin that would take us from the club and back. And we had to pee and we stopped the bus at like by the airport, by the side of the road. And we crossed the street and we we're peeing in the side of the road. And our own friends on the bus started throwing empty bottles at us. Do you remember that? <laughs> and we that thought it was hilarious. Like a, that sounds, it sounds like a Fatone thing. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I think about it now and I'm like, that sounds pretty dangerous. At the time, yeah. we were laughing hysterically peeing into bushes while bottles were just like whizzing by our heads. Yeah. Like why is that and fun? Car, and, and like and like and by the way, like on a dark road with cars with no lights and like that was we were we were not smart. Danger. We were not smart. Well, what's the first but, place you're gonna go when this is all uh, uh, over and done with? Well, and so Cutter's called me like fifty times. Where are we going? Where, <laughs> yeah, where are we going? Sure. Um, I don't know. I you know I I I'll just go. I'll take anywhere with like crystal blue water and a beach and I could and we could just I mean is is as like a as like a country are we just gonna don't we just need like a collective vacation and like yeah. just to take a deep breath and everyone get drunk for a night I mean it's <laughs> it I, should be I'll like a reverse quarantine where like all business shut down the way it did the first two weeks of quarantine but just meaning like yeah. just take a breather everybody yeah well it's funny like right before 
this quarantine hit, right? Jamie, we were talking about going somewhere yeah. and taking the kids. Somewhere. We were either going to go to Bahamas or Mexico or somewhere. And and then this thing hit. And it's like a couple of weeks. You're like, okay, in a couple of weeks, we're going. Uh-huh. A couple of weeks, we're going. And now you're just, now you just feel like you're going nowhere. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a, but I think just put me on a beach anywhere with like a, I feel like I need to be in like that, um, like that Snoop Dogg Corona commercial. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. just like on a beach and he's like got a shell phone. That's just, I just need that. Yeah. When, when you're like selling, like if, if somebody's thinking about going to Burke Communications and you have to sell them on, like, what do you say? What makes you different or better or? Um, I, I guess it depends on the, on the, um, on the client, but you know, if it's crisis, I, 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 I point to someone like Alex Rodriguez, who we worked, you know, we've worked for, for seven, eight years and help, you know, build, you know, to where he is today. And, um, if it's travel, I, yeah, I point to that kind of stuff, you know, if it, mm-hmm. you know, Israel is a great place to look at um what we did in St. Martin was pretty incredible um helping put it back on the map um and if it's you know if it's just your day-to-day stuff I, I let it's really our clients speak for themselves I mean like Puma Cheesecake Factory Body Armor these are all awesome brands like yeah. you know so I don't think we're better than anyone else or you know different than anyone else I think we just you know we do our job and and um you know people have stayed with us for a long time i mean we we launched i mean this is definitely one of the places where we all hung out for the first time we launched tau in new york and vegas um you know and i I was with them for 15 years which was a lot of you know so that was a testament to what we do as a pr company but so you know it depends on on where we on where we are now we're not with them anymore but um we were with them for a long time and then you you go it down you go down a stretch right People are like, oh, Tao's PR, and then all these restaurants would come to us. Yeah. Oh, you're, you know, St. Martin's PR, and all these places would come to us. Oh, okay, you know, Puma Body Armor, you know, we represent the NFL for their social justice and um, uh, initiatives, which are obviously super important today. Yes. Um, and then other leagues come came to us, like MLS, um, the soccer league came to us. and different. So it, being able to, like, marry those together and, and take our clients and put them together, I think it's the thing we do the best. Um, Jamie, you'll be psyched. We signed um, barbecueguys.com. Do you know that that company? No. So I don't know if that's where you, where you guys got your where you got your smoker from, but like literally, like it's it's like the place to build an outdoor kitchen. Amazing. So like when you're building outdoor kitchens, your barbecue, your smokers, whatever, um, they you know they they were just bought by a a big hedge fund and kind of rolling out their second phase. And, and we, you know, we're, we're working on them. So for like all of my friends now, I could send them stuff, right? They want Yeah, You know, we got a house in Austin, right? Yeah, I, I so, heard. So, so you can work with Cutter on that. No, house. In, Cutter's all about the bat barbecue area now. He's like, I got this, Jamie. I, I got, <laughs> I got the outside yeah. area. I'm like, all right, dude. You know, listen. I, I started to hear. I started to hear from Rob first on like your Sunday, your Sundays, yeah. where it was like, hey man, Cutter's not so bad on the on the on the meat with, with the with the with the with grill the and whatever. And then like all of a sudden, Cutter started jumping in like. Well, you got to try this first. You know, you take them, Ron. You got to smoke the meat, yeah, and then you put it on the barbecue. Right. If you don't smoke the meat first, and I'm like, who the fuck are you? All right, <laughs> he's been doing this four weeks. Relax. Oh, but it's yes, been great. But he, but like, honestly, I was very impressed. We had ribs. Like, he he has the special gloves, and like when I watching him like pull out the bone, it was like smooth. Jamie got horny. Yeah. 
<laughs> yep. She was digging. Dude, I want to ask you, and like all the successful people who come on here who own their own business, what do you think is the biggest mistake uh, people make when they're doing job interviews, when they're going for job interviews? Maybe help out our listeners out there. I like that. Um, well, the biggest mistake people make, I, I think, always is you'll know, say, "So, tell me one thing neg- you know that that you're not good at," and the person will be like, "Oh, I'm great at everything." <laughs> Why would you say I'm bad at something? Yeah. You no, know, like, what's one thing you can improve on? You know, and they're. I think people are so afraid to like be self-deprecating a little bit. It's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a. Let's just make it up. I think I'm a people person. In PR, you want to be a people person, right? You want to be able to tell stories. You want to be able to do those things. I think I'm a people person or I could do this or that, but I'm not like the best writer. Okay, that's cool. You don't have to write press releases for me. I don't care. But don't say you're the best writer. And then when you write the press release for like, you know, yeah, this podcast, then it sucks and I have to rewrite it. So that to me is the most important thing. Don't be afraid to be honest. And I think, you know, when, when I see someone that comes into my office and we interview them and they're you know, and they're a little bit self-deprecating. It, it, it shows a lot of humility to a person. And, it, you know, that's what that's the kind of person you want on your team. Yeah. Someone that can. Sounds like know. I'm your man. <laughs> <laughs> do you have an L.A. office? Or is it? Are we you guys do have always... an L.A. office. Yeah. Great. You wanna, well, after COVID, you can come. Come check it out. Castle's got a crisis coming down the line. Uh, no. Yeah, I've, so. I've got to start bringing in some cash. So. Yeah. <laughs> I can have my own crisis, and then you can hire me to manage my own crisis. Oh. Yeah. That'd could, be a we first. We could just build the crisis, right? We could just yes. create it. Yeah, yeah. I oh. mean, that's, 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 that's happened before plenty of times. Jeez. I can name a million times where it's yeah. not really a crisis, That's like the Kim Kardashian. Oh, no, Let's my sex name tape. out there. Oh, my God. What is it be? What will it be? Oh, I don't know. I think he it'll really have to revolve to have around like, how big. I'm like, my penis was so big it choked. It choked a woman, you know. And then like, <laughs> oh God, you guys, how how did this footage get out there? You know, like, oh shit, how about remember, we're, we can only, we're, then we're only remember we're only going to a certain sector of uh, of news media for that. So sure, we really yeah, yeah. want to go big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's got to be that or like I could only save 29 out of the 30 kids in a school bus. You know, like I lifted it. <laughs> God, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm gonna maybe I'll save the kids with my penis. Or how about how about an email leaks of you turning Jamie down? Yeah, yes, yeah, right. Yeah, but, uh, that means I have to be agree to this whole thing. No, you don't I'll write it. You have to no, play. Ron, play that's no where Ron comes in. <laughs> you play a lot of parts, Jamie. We can do this one without you. Okay. Yeah. Jamie, it's a Jamie, Jamie, it's a two-sided, it's a two-sided Where do I benefit in this? Works. Where do I benefit in this? <laughs> More people will be listening. You don't. To your stock pants. goes down. <laughs> yeah, it's not fair. Listen, our, our only job right now is to get more people coming up to the podcast. More people listening. We that's that's the goal. You're right. So. Sometimes uh, you gotta take one for the team. One of my favorite Ron stories is Ron. Uh, it's a quick one. Ron, we went to go watch the Yankees win the World Series, which was the greatest thing ever. Like we were going nuts. We were yeah. drunk before we even got to the game. The whole game, we're drinking, screaming. And by the way, it's we had really good seats. And again, when you're around people who can afford those seats, like. Everyone was looking at us like we were nuts. We're like, the Yankees just won the fucking World Series. Like, me and him would watch every game, every night, like seven o'clock. We're watching every Yankee game, texting each other about it, whatever. We're here. This is like our night of the year. And there are people who are like looking at their phones and stuff. We're like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, so now, afterwards, we go to a bar. 
were there and Ron was like, man, I want pizza. And we're with some people who were like, yeah, we want pizza. He's like, I know what to do. So Joe's is our favorite pizza place in New York. He calls up Joe's Pizza. He's like, hey, uh, listen, man, we got the entire Yankee team here and they, they just won the World Series and all they want is Joe's Pizza. The guy was like, Whoa. we'll be right there. Like, dude shows up in a taxi cab just holding however many, like five or six pies. Ron pays the guy. We walk in, and we just now we're eating pizza at the bar. It was dude, cool. incredible. And it was like, pretty, by the way. I'm pretty the, sure it was just us, not the Yankees. Yeah, there was not a Yan <laughs> there was not a single Yankee there. That's the whole point of the story. There was not one. It right. was like me, him, right. and ten random us. people. And then, um, by the way, like on a weeknight probably, and uh, yeah, we just wanted food. And it was like 1.30 in the morning, and Ron's like, I know what to do. And then, and then we ended up in a limo to AC. And then again, that's, oh. that's see, it was just like a revolving thing like that. It was bad. It was, it bad was stuff. Good. It was so good, though. You're like a fixer. <laughs> no, You're like a, a it was a, a it was a, I'm yeah. telling you, I'm going to send you guys some photos because you need to see some of these photos. They were, they, they were, I mean, like I said, Jim, you were there for a lot of these. We got to throw was, them up on the gram. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a picture oh, yeah, of me, they're, they're so good. like he was saying, where I just have a bottle of Patron and a straw and I'm at a bar. Like, I'm just at a regular... <laughs> it's just never enough, you know? No. No. Uh, where can people find you, Ron? Um, they can find me Twitter, Ron Burke 1. They can find me at BurkeCommunications.com. And, uh, and my Instagram is pretty private, so... But it's Ron Burke 1. They can look there, too. <laughs> well, thanks. It was great meeting you. So and I look to forward to... I want to I wanna hit that crystal blue water with you one day. No, we're going... <laughs> Listen, you're in. We're going. Hell yeah. Yes. I, I, I was at, a little I was PJ Pants. I'll kick Chris Rock people, out. Now three of my favorite people. Yeah. So, you guys, we're, we're doing it for sure. And uh, we just got to get rid of this COVID thing and... And, I'm um, working on it, dude. And then we're there. You pick the place, because I mean, you pick the place, and we'll. You go. got it. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, yeah, I, I got a whole list of places. I mean, Jay, like I said, Jamie, Jamie, and Rob and I have been around the world. Even Jamie went to Israel, although I didn't go on that trip. But um, that was so great. But I'm, we'll, I'm gonna be we'll, an we'll idiot. Wherever, probably pick like sandals or somewhere like this. <laughs> yeah, go to hedonism. Club Med. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the with the heart, the heart hot the tub. Heart pool, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we got to get a picture of that for Instagram. Me and Cass in the heart hot tub. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> yes, romance. Yeah. That, be, that that says listeners yes. come here now. That could be come the on, scandal. Come. Jamie, Jamie's in the hot. I could tell Jamie has to pee. Jamie's got to. You pee. know me so well, right? Yes. I, I can feel it. I can Her feel by your body. Like, okay, All right, Ron. Fine. Thanks so much. I right, love you guys. Ron, love you guys. Thank you, I love you, buddy. Say hi to your wife, Lori, and your kids. Yeah, and say just hi thank to everybody. You. You got it. Thank you so much you for coming it. on. We can't wait to have you in person here. Yes, absolutely. Love you guys. Love you, buddy. Um, all right, so that's it for the episode, guys. And uh, look, we we uh, we're got on Instagram, you know, pajama pants on Instagram. We're on Twitter, and then we have a subreddit that's uh, growing day by day. R slash pajama pants podcast. And um, yeah, that's it. I think you guys said it all. Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. See you in the next one. Bye. Sometimes we discuss gambling on the show. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel like you might have a problem with gambling, please call one eight hundred Gambler.